Welcome to Draft Bastards, a podcast that features four brothers consuming and reviewing craft and microbrews from the New England area, all while discussing the topic of the day. This episode, the craft beers of choice come from Night Shift Brewing out of Everett, Mass. These frosty cool ones will accompany us as we discuss Marvel's WandaVision, the series finale. So don't change that channel. It's time for the show. When no original plank remains, is it still the ship of Theseus? Buenos dias, bonjour, guten tag, and konnichiwa. Welcome to episode 8 of Draft Bastards. My name is Jay O'Neill, and I'll be your moderator. With me again on my bro host, I got Mikey. Good evening, Jay. I got Baru. What up? And I got Kev. Yo. Good evening, gentlemen. We're going to try to be a little ambitious here and crank out an episode on a, a Saturday night. So ambitious. It's, yeah, but it's immediately following the <laughs> WandaVision uh, finale. So sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, we listened to some albums for review again for the second half of the show. Baru scored us a couple of beers from Night Shift Brewing out of uh, Everett. Mm-hmm. Now these cans have some big old owls on them, and you guys know how much I love these things, so I'm really hoping they don't suck. Jay has owl tattoos. I do. <laughs> Bert, do we know anything about this first beer that we're going to be trying? So uh, this is Night Shift Whirlpool. It's a New England pale ale. I do believe it is their first beer. That's right. Um, uh, the, you know that they kind of put into Yep, their PR guy or gal actually reached out to us, which was really cool of them. And that's right. They did say the Whirlpool was their first beer. Mm-hmm. I've actually never had this one. I've only had their IPA that we want to have next. Cool. So this will be a first for me. Nice pale ale to start things off. Are we ready? We are ready. Oh, I'm so ready. go. 4.5 horsepower on this one. Not too I hope bad. this is good because I see this all the time and I always think about buying it. And, uh, ooh, she's a blonde. Mm. Yeah, so Night Shift, you can pretty much get anywhere around here, greater Boston area. I don't know how far they go. That Do you guys is... know if they're national? Or? Uh, they did. They're not national. Let us know. Yeah, no. It, they're um, hmm. Maine, New York, Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, Mass, yeah. Connecticut. It's very clear for a pale ale. Yeah. yeah, but like if you're from greater Boston, especially, and you've seen Night, night Shift, because oh, you've yeah. definitely seen it at the beer store. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty plain looking can with a huge owl on it. You can't really miss them it's great illustration yeah so like you know hop out. if you've seen it and never tried it they're definitely worth checking out it's it's a cut above and they're local they're right out of everett this mm. is delightful this is uh hitting the spot and i know we say that a lot but this is a nice light pale ale blonde in color i finished the rest of my can because i'm waiting for the head to go down it's kind of being a little stubborn mm. which is good kind of fruity for mm. a pale ale which i like it definitely has a, a fruity aroma to it yeah i'm not sure how i feel about it right now because i think my palate is messed up from this energy drink i was just drinking dude what's up with your palate lately i know seriously guys slow down i gotta adjust my palate <laughs> yep i'm sold it's very light yeah. it's easy it, light and easy it yeah. kind of yeah it reminds me of uh okay there we go it reminds me of an ipa but really light i don't know if that's incorrect because no, it smells like an ipa yeah yeah mm-hmm. but it's not I, i'm not chewing it i just had a few sips right out I'm, of the can and uh, i'm trying to place the it's fruit really good you know real nice just like Jay said, real easy. Yeah, that's an easy one. Smells nice. It does. It smells like an IPA. Yeah. Tastes like an ale, though. 
<laughs> mango, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Some I ate pineapple. mangoes today. Did you really? I did. Dude, everybody's <laughs> palate. It's just <laughs> today. So what else is going on? Not much. We're going to, uh, first part of our show, we're going to talk about some WandaVision. Everybody is caught Oof. up, correct? Yes. Everybody is caught up. Did uh-huh. everybody watch the two? Uh, so spoilers ahead. I'm on we... episode two. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> spoilers ahead, obviously. Did you guys all catch the two extra scenes? Yes. At yes. the end? Yes, of course. Okay. Okay. I only watched the first one. We are then... trained in the ways of Marvel. I wasn't. I wasn't prepared. I was ready for the first one. I was like, all right, that's cool. And then I let the credits run. And then I, you know, hit the bathroom, you know, kind of wash my face. And I hear voices. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I hate to talk about the end credits first. Oh, I'm not going since, to. I'm just well, saying. No, I'm going <laughs> to. Since we're doing it. That last end credit scene with Scarlet Witch and Cabin in the Woods, that was delightfully spooky. Yeah. She's walking around, and yet she's also she's astro projecting. Yeah, yeah. it's like what Doctor Strange does Doctor when Strange. he was studying. But yeah, I, I for some reason it just felt spookier. She wasn't doing it in a library; she was doing it in a dark room in a cabin in the middle of the woods. And so her character is supposed to be more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. And she could her what they say her destiny is to destroy the world. Hey. Well, she doesn't want to do that. Just it's not up to her. It's your, yeah. destiny. it's your destiny. Exactly. Why are destinies destiny. always evil? You uh, notice that? Because you can't control it. Not always. Anytime someone is trying to tell you what your destiny is, they're telling you you have to fuck some shit up. But I don't want to. I just want to play. <laughs> it's your destiny. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have foreseen it. It is your destiny. <laughs> Embrace your power um so on etc so we got thrown for a curveball by that uh, motherfucker uh, dude well done yeah well paul done bettany good yeah, job buddy. well done you had me you had the interwebs you had me. so paul bettany said weeks ago that he was there was going to be a cameo and he was um really looking forward to working with this actor and he had the whole fan base speculating and it was him the whole time like agnes brilliant <laughs> And dude, he had great scenes with himself. He really did. Fucking, like, fucking brilliant. Some of the best dialogue of that. Are that you whole, kidding? This that whole this, episode. This episode kind of elevated like how I feel about comic movies. The the depth. I think mm-hmm. you know yeah. a lot. A lot of the really strange concepts too. Yeah. Like strange concepts about things that I mean I know it's about coping with grief, but it's it's very complex, and yeah. I, I don't think I've really ever seen these types of things on screen before. So it's original. And I, I thought extremely emotional. Uh, what'd you guys think of, uh, get back to Paul Bettany, uh, him having his conversation and getting him trapped in the the computer loop, the, the famous computer loop. I'm not sure where it originated from, but my yeah. when I think of that thing where you confuse a computer to take logic and to disprove itself, is uh, goes back to, what's that movie with Matthew Broderick from the 80s? Um, yeah. War, War Games. War Games. Right, where he... <laughs> Basically, had it. He had it playing tic tac toe until infinity. Right? There's yeah. no way to win. Yeah. He pulled the war games on uh, White Vision, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. So yeah. awesome little reference. I loved that scene. story about the, the thesis thing. I've never heard that mm-hmm. story before. Mm-hmm. Really, it's really cool. Yeah, I'm okay. sure it's very common. I'd never heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, where does this lead? The the White Vision. Do we have to call him the White Vision? What can we call him? Like Spectral Vision or whatever. I don't know. They're still referring to him as White Vision. Well, he's got all the memories of WandaVision now. <laughs> no, he does <laughs> he, not have the memories of WandaVision. He, he unlocked his memories from before. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Correct. So the only vision that has the WandaVision, the inside the hex memories, is her imaginary vision. Interesting. Yep. Okay. So he, he's gone. But where did he go and how come he didn't go and find Wanda right away now that he's vision? Well, I, I would imagine he's got some uh, personal some personal things to work <laughs> out right now. Well, so, he, does, so does Wanda. But I was wondering the same thing. He was literally killed twice. Once by his girlfriend. Once by... Uh, <laughs> twice in like 10 minutes right and then <laughs> yeah. and then and then he was put together by a bunch of yeah speaking yeah. of bad guys vision's been on. through a lot <laughs> yeah vision, vision i don't think this girl is working out for you <laughs> agnes as a bad guy i don't top notch uh, no i thought she stole the show all right who was your choice for bad guys on the show you had agnes and the asshole from not sword but whatever yeah his name was sure he was I, so I thought I thought that scene with Quicksilver was gonna turn into a Mephisto reveal. I think you guys uh yes, I did too, but turns out um, it's just a Ralph Bowman. No, Wanda was the bad guy. Mikey, no, that, uh, Agatha, that occurred to me. Uh yeah, Agatha had, said straight out, you know, it is her chest to destroy the world. Uh, you know, I take power from those who don't deserve it. It's kind of her thing. She didn't do that to those people. That was Wanda. The only thing Agatha did was try and figure out what the fuck is going on. Who are you? Yeah. How are you doing this? And how can I get your power away before you destroy everything? Let me rephrase. As an antagonist, Agatha way outshone the the FBI guy. Oh, yeah. I think that was like, always intended. 100,000%. All right, cool. Yeah. Th that FBI guy felt like, yeah, we have to have one of these in there. Every yep. single time. So is Jimmy Wu... The new uh, Phil Coulson. Is he oh, going to fill that void? Good call. Yeah. Mm. He's going to fill Coulson. that void. Yeah. It'll be the uh, don't fuck with me comic relief so, guy. Sure, sure. <laughs> did, uh, did you notice how they kind of they kind of Captain Marveled Cat uh, Jennings character, uh, Darcy? They put her in where she has to be in the finale, but oh. they didn't have anything for her to do. Yeah. <laughs> so they just had her do that. That one thing at the end had I'm her say something snarky. <laughs> nice. And then we never saw her again. Yep. Yeah, smart guys. Okay. Um, I thought it was kind of cop out throwing the, the scroll in there. I'm not afraid to say that. For the teaser? Yeah. So is Photon getting her own spinoff? A spinoff or she's just part of the, the Avengers universe. That's, that's, the, that's universe. the Disney formula at the moment. Set up as many spinoffs as humanly possible. Fuck it. I'm going to watch every single one of them. Yep. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. Absolutely. Gives us something to talk about for sure. Yep. <laughs> um, I like that she didn't immediately know how to use her powers too. She's still very unsure and figuring them out, doesn't know what she can and can't do. One thing I didn't love. Yep. I feel like Wanda had one of those I suddenly figured it out moments. It it's not the first time it's happened in Marvel. It's happened a couple times. Okay. What did she suddenly figure out? Oh, the runes? It, everything after the runes like the runes oh that was clever she learned she paid attention she remembered what they looked like and then oh by the way i also know how to suck all my power back and i'm, I'm just fully unlocked well now. that's kind of her thing she doesn't know any spells she just does she just does whatever she wants true you know um i thought another really cool part uh that i want to give a nod to is when she took agatha back to the Yes. For trial of the witches. I like that part. And that totally backfired on it because even like those instantly. Even those witches are like, whoop, you're evil. I liked that it <laughs> backfired. And I also liked how she went back to doing the stuff she doesn't necessarily like doing. Yeah. She's just kind of been simplifying herself by sticking to 
throwing things and moving things like yep. no that's right she can do that creepy witch roll witch walk behind you <laughs> do you remember that was awesome that's, and it's uh, like oh yeah she can do that she snuck up on tony to do that yep it's like oh now now i'm gonna do the gonna things start. i don't like doing yeah a little mind control look what you made me do so pietro nothing nothing nothing, nothing. no crossover so that was just that was just, it was a just meta ralph nod boner by the that was just high by the casting yep okay From, yep. okay i see you i see you yep. good job us. guys you got me bravo fuckers <laughs> mm. the kids mm -hmm. are somewhere they are somewhere apparently. they are somewhere how is this possible yeah how is that possible you, well, she mean, was talking to him she yeah you could hear him screaming at the end or like yelling mm -hmm. for their mother not screaming but so not to delve into theories that are probably going to be way off target again yeah <laughs> way off target yeah we still love you james spader yeah <laughs> good stuff we know that the next doctor strange is supposed to be much more horror focused this multiverse is the madness. multiverse yeah thing. it's Get supposed some, to be uh, a bit more of a kind some, of a scary Get some Eldritch in there. Maybe. Um, I'm wondering if Wanda is going to make a deal with Mephisto to get her kids back kind of thing. Mm. Because I know Mephisto is heavily involved in House of M, and even though a lot of the source material has been abandoned, still got the same characters, it could still grow into a version of House of M. Okay, which does involve Mephisto. You know, it involves mutants. It involves Wanda. It involves Wanda losing her mind a little bit. That's kind of always been the nature of of comic book franchises. They they can kind of pick and choose what references they yeah, want to them. use and let which them. ones they don't want to use. And once in a while, you get the winning formula. I like that scene where the uh, townspeople were approaching Wanda mm -hmm. and they kind of surrounded her. And it yeah. was just Wanda like having to come face to face with her own grief and drowning in her own power. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like not realizing how overpowered she is. She's like, no, you guys are fine. We're really not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. well, and, and Agatha makes the, the, the callback too. like there's as long as there's people like us, there'll be pitchforks, pitchforks and, yeah. and yep. torches. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. A lot of torture going on in Westview. So those kids are definitely coming back one way or another. You know, I don't know how, but I mean, that was uh, the that final scene that was a Chekhov's gun you heard the kids voices there's no way they're not coming back right mm -hmm. this um tell me real quick about this um Doctor Strange thing that is this a movie or is this going to be another mini series movie is it coming out on Disney plus <laughs> yeah oh all right cool I mean you might have to pay ah, come on Disney plus come on come on guy yeah, <laughs> all right I mean I'm gonna pay for it but still <laughs> yeah they know they know what this was yeah the times they are changing. Mm -hmm. Buying movies at home now. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, I know we have been for a long time, but still cheaper than going to the theater. Yeah, but everyone else should start going to the theater, not me, because uh, I bought a bunch of AMC stock. How's that doing? I'm doing better than most. All right. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, it's fun. What else are we gonna say about this? I thought the episode was really good. I thought there was a lot of exposition, which was needed because a lot of things did need explaining. I loved that they did the exposition while they were fighting, so that worked out. I liked the little callback to the uh, first Avengers when they did the first, basically, uh, Avengers Assemble move when they were all sitting there with yeah. their fists out and everything. Oh, did you see the, uh, did you notice the Iron Man, the Endgame <clears throat> callback? No. After 
she uh, after the the two witches are floating up in the sky and it's revealed that Agatha lost her powers. Yeah. And right before Wanda goes to take her powers, actually does the one hand thing that Tony did. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, dude, yep. I'm gonna have to go back. Yeah, that. go back and watch oh, it. Yeah. It's I, I don't know how close it is, but it just kind of jumped out at me. She just held up her hand. I'm like, aha, aha. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah I, you did I, the I, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I dug I dug the the finale. I thought it was cool. It, yeah. and it's it's a decent show. Um, and I like this direction that they're going. And I from what I understand, this is not a thing that's gonna be a season two. This is uh, no, I a don't think it's necessary. It's mini over. series. It's yeah. Over. This was a <clears throat> I'm okay nine with hour that long movie. <laughs> I'm okay with that formula. Yes. Yeah. I mean it had yes. a clear ending. And now she can be tied into other Marvel projects. She's not going anywhere. Imagine if they'd done Lord gig. of the Rings like this, where the Fellowship was a nine-part miniseries. Oh, my dear God. And well, Return that, of the King was a ten-part miniseries. And, and, or Two Towers was a ten-part miniseries. Yeah. And Return of the King was a twelve-part miniseries. It, and the beginning of every series, you're reintroduced to every character for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. a poster for that new... Uh, oh, the Silmarillion? ...talking show... It's called the One Ring. Hmm. I think. Is that not the Silmarillion? Unless it was like, unless I got, unless I got bamboozled. Uh, and I'm it's like it. a fan poster because it, yeah, it was on this page. Okay. I thought it was a Lord of the Rings page. Okay. Okay. But it looked it looked legit. I don't know. Sorry, I don't mean to mislead anybody. I'll have to look this up. This is how rumors start. I like <laughs> it. Yeah, you said you had some conflicts. What were you conflicted about? Um, With the show. Oh, no, what I brought up before, how Wanda had that I suddenly figured it out moment, and I was I was I was kind of digging how how out of control she was, yeah, and okay. kind of anticipating a I can't control this. I have to get the fuck out of here, yeah, before I wipe all these people out. One thing I do kind of wish is that after she released everyone and let you know her vision disintegrated and her kids disintegrated and her house disintegrated or devolved, whatever you want to call it. She was just kind of walking through the town. I, I kind of wish they had asked her to be sadder in that moment. I, I kind of wish the grief still yeah, continued. That, that interaction between she her was, and Photon wasn't didn't sell for me at all. You couldn't get a hug? Oh, well, it was just like, uh, I'll You're going to jail. No. <laughs> if we were capable of putting you in jail, we would totally put you in jail. At least like, at least acknowledge the only reason she's not suffering consequences is because no one there can enforce them. When the, when the hex first started to come down and WandaVision was fighting White Vision, you know, everybody started falling apart, including her her kids and Vision, right? Uh, she clearly freaked out and then she had to put things back up. Yep. But you're right, at the end when it was like, hey, it's, we know what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it seemed to like totally chill. Like, yeah, hey. I will say uh, Paul Bettany did a great job in that scene when he was falling apart. Yeah, and he was screaming for the boys. Yep, you know, it was like, yeah, oh, what a great actor. Yeah, right. I got a uh, question, Agatha. Yeah, does she stay Agatha, the nosy neighbor, after the hex is down? I kind of yes. got that yes. impression. Yes, yes, yes. She created a little mini hex just on her. Yep. Why couldn't you do that for Vision and the kids? I don't know. Because she didn't, she didn't create Agatha. She just, she's just mind controlling her. Okay. She, she what does Agatha pilot. do for work? <laughs> How is yeah, she she'll, gonna, she'll take she's care of She's kind of trapped in that town now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is she just like 
the really nice homeless lady now. Oh, no. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, it makes it you wonder. makes you wonder, yeah. <laughs> like, she, and, all, the, and, all the kids will probably start a rumor that she's a witch. <laughs> in three months, she's just going to be wandering around. You know? Okie dokie, artichokey. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's not like everyone in the town doesn't know like they just saw what happened i don't think they're really going to want to interact with her that much Mm -mm. i don't know that's uh that's, i hadn't thought about it uh with any depth that i don't think they superheroes never think about what happens after they leave yeah. after the big battle they tear apart manhattan and wasn't that like the, wasn't you're that welcome the, oh that's right you didn't see civil war yeah that was the whole basis for civil war jay i don't remember if we talked about it here do we talk about you know the snap and then when the Hulk undid the snap, do we talk about it on here? Like all the people that were like in planes and on cruise ships. Oh my God, no. <laughs> when the snap came back, now there's like 50 people falling from <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> or just dropped or in the middle of the ocean or standing in the middle of a highway. Like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah. That's or a, you're taking that to a Or what place. happens if someone comes back and someone else is standing in the exact same spot? they make a bunch of Cronenbergs <laughs> I never thought about that either man you can't just take this to a well plus place. I mean what, what what counts as being lost in the snap you know if what if uh, on an airplane just the pilot this the pilot and the co-pilot gets snapped sure and everyone on the plane dies did they do they get brought back they technically weren't taken out by the snap it's dark. It's We're not really supposed dark. to overthink it. We're out. We that's kind of what we do, though. That's what we do. Some of us do, but yeah. <laughs> We're not. We're not. <laughs> We're not supposed to over overthink the the logistics of something called an infinity gauntlet handling the problem of finite resources. <sighs> Jay, were you thirsty? I'm sorry. Did I drink that fast? Uh, I am like resisting drinking this fast oh, i need too. to drag yeah. this beer out until we're done talking about wandavision i i still appreciate how clear they set the time travel rules in endgame was that clear they they had a short scene where it was just like all right here are the rules moving on okay. which rules did they decide on was it back to the future rules uh no they specifically said it's not back to the future rules oh. and they said no hot tub time machine it's every timeline is its own timeline okay you can fuck up other timelines, but it won't affect your timeline. Because I feel like they knew the time travel thing could get messy. Oh, okay. which it always does. Yeah. Look at Terminator. <laughs> well, that was a delicious beer. I'm going to buy some of these. It's funny. I was um, I was at my local place, and these were right next. What did I end up getting? Some Vermont brewery. But I was like, ah, eh, I'll get the owl next time. Now I know. Should have gotten the owl. Should have gotten mm. night shift. Do you get these all the time, brewer? Not this this one, I know this is your first one, but you're a night shift guy. Yeah, I was uh, I was buying their IPA, the Santilli, for a while. That's what we're gonna have next. This um, this was incredible. This hit the spot. This was yeah. really refreshing. Really good. I've never had this, and one. it's only four and a half percent. Yeah, hmm. which is crush, nice. which means we can crush it. Yeah, crush uh, a few of those on a Saturday. Yep. No doubt. All right, cool. Anything else on Wandavision? We are done with Wandavision. Are we done? Yeah. Um, I'm happy with WandaVision. It well, was a it, good run. I, I liked it in yeah. the beginning, and by the end, I loved it. It was a, it was a really cool show. I like the um, real-time 
twists and turns that they gave us. I love that Paul Bettany threw us that curveball. Mm -hmm. I love that they um, use the uh, actor. I don't have his name on hand. The actor for Pietro for Quicksilver. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it ended up being for complete random. Just to mess with this. Yeah. Oh, I happen to play this character. We're now going to have you play the guy that's playing that character. <laughs> Can you believe that? I mean, just to fuck with us. Mm-hmm. I love it. So I love everybody that. goes nuts. Oh, we're getting multiverse. We're going to yeah. bring the X-Men in. Yeah. And crossover. Nope. It was well done. Um, I think yep. we're going to see Agatha again. I think Wanda is going to have some questions. Sure. And she's going to have to wake up Agatha. And I mean, that, again, Chekhov's gone. They already alluded to that. Right. I didn't really feel like the punishment met the crime when uh, Wanda imprisoned her in her own mind, you know? Again, she wasn't the bad guy. I know. Wanda. Not only that, but Agatha is responsible for um, Scarlet Witch coming to terms with her grief. Yeah. Which she should be at least a little bit thankful for and not make her a prisoner in her own mind for eternity. Mm -hmm. But I understand. She said thank you for the lesson. Yeah, and then. (laughs) Something like that. And then imprison her in In a bitchy kind of way. In a bitchy kind of way. It's. (laughs) But uh, it's a cat fight. It got settled pretty amicably. You know, I could understand as like a writer, you know, how, how would we write like their conversation? Like what, how would we get dialogue or, or something to happen where they have this like amicable thing happen? Yeah. Where, you know, they're basically like go their separate ways or whatever. Who, who knows? It's just kind of like, all right, we're just going to, this is how we're going to shut Agatha out. Damn, done. Okay. You know, I mean, e- what else easier than elaborating. Huh? What else could you do? Burn her. <laughs> With their cat. But I mean, were they really enemies though? I I, I like what she did. Time She's like, all right, you you clearly know things I'm gonna need to know in the future. So I'm gonna need you to stay right here-ish. Mm. Right around here. Don't cause any trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie, artichokey. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it kind of looks like too, Wanda hasn't entirely made up her mind whether she's good or evil. Well, I mean, she's been on both sides. She's been on both sides. Apparently, it's her destiny to be super evil. And she did feel a lot of remorse when she killed those people in the building by accident. She she sure did. Really, obviously. Did she feel remorse or did she feel, oh, no, everyone's going to hate me again? Oh, Jesus. I I think they did a really good job at showing where her true values lie and that the illusion that she had created was an accident and a pure result of her crushing grief. Yeah. I thought they did a really good job of showing these two things. The questions we're asking or the things we're saying, like, you know, Wanda being the bad guy, you know, you're not wrong, you know, it, because of what she actually did. I mean, that's it's awful, <clears throat> you know, to, to torture an entire town. And, and everything. Oh, sure. But, and, but and she, I know she wasn't, she didn't know she was doing it. She had no idea. She had no effing idea. And the thing that reined her in, the thing that kept her, I think, from just, laying waste to everything around her is the things that she learned from being with the Avengers. Because if you remember what she was like before she joined up with them, she was already a bad guy. She but was I'm on just, the wrong side. She was just she, she was just a punk who was just I don't think she people. ever saw herself as a bad guy, though. Probably not, but she was angry. She was not aligned, no. you know, with lawful good until, until, until she was. You know, right. and I think that they showed, you know, during the climax of this, especially with the fight with Agatha, I thought, you know, like I said, I'm just repeating myself. I, I, I thought they did a good job of separating those those two things. That was one of the main things I I really ended up liking. One of the many things I liked about this episode was the, cl- the clarity of, of her character. Oh, because I my point was, too, that immediately after realizing that she'd been doing this terrible thing, what's the first thing she did? 
I'm going to do that one more time. Just to one more person. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't like the folk. Yeah. It, Again, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's safeguarding sure, sure. essential knowledge. Yeah. The more in, I think a, about a, it, the more it kind of. In a cold hearted way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it, it, I, I find that intriguing. It was a solid episode. No, I wish that walk of shame was a little bit more shameful. Yes. She put it on her hoodie. Did she have her hands in her pockets? I don't recall, but I'm going to say yes. Okay. Well, she All right. did. <laughs> I retract my statement. <laughs> <laughs> she hung her head a little bit. Okay. But you notice as soon as like, the cops show up, she's like, oh, no. See ya. Loyal. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, imagine being as powerful as they're portraying her, though. She's pretty much all powerful. She can create what she wants, control what she wants, take what she wants, do what she wants. Scary. I don't think people matter that much to her anymore without that anchor mm. of vision. I don't know. We'll see. I, I can't wait to see what character well, she turns into. Well, let, let, let me make a, a final point on Wanda. The hex, I think, was her heart of hearts. I like your theory that she was the bad guy. However, her version of all she ever wants, like what her heart's desire was, to just have a family and live a normal life. You, I mean, that was displayed in her sitcoms. That's what she wanted. That's what she was trying to do. If she was truly an evil person, do you think she would have the white picket fence and the, you know what I mean? Or would she, she be kidnapped a town? I have a slightly different didn't angle. Didn't know that she kidnapped <laughs> I have a, a town. I, I have a different angle. It's not even really what she really wanted. It's just what her kind of mind went to. Because she did this automatically. Right. She, she, she is crushed. She can barely move. She can't deal with reality. Vision is gone. What the F? Freaks out. This thing happens and it's like a dream to her. So it's not even like this. She didn't have time to think. She, you know, that's why they showed her watching the sitcoms when she was a kid. This is just what happened. But she's not dreaming of world domination or ending the world. No, but this it is did. like the ultra powerful being version of having a cry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. she needs to talk to someone. She yeah. needs some therapy. She needs some counseling. On that note, and now for something completely different. Oh. <laughs> We're going. I'd like to remind our audience, we're hilarious off camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think when the when the record button's on, we're a lot more conscious of what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You know. A, so during our break, we went and grabbed the beers, and then I adjusted the mic for Baru because he's just breathing so damn hard into that thing. I'm trying to be so quiet. You can't, you're turning purple. <laughs> you gotta breathe i'm trying to disappear by being so quiet <laughs> i'm cracking this santilli open this yeah, is yeah let's santilli, get to it. this uh, is the moment we've American all been waiting India for pale ale six percent santilli so according to the pr person at uh grapefruit that's wicked cool they wrote you back See, yeah that was seemed really like cool. a nice person too. super super nice another clear one enthusiasm i like when people send like uh texts with like you know some punctuation yeah they were saying uh the santilli was actually a fan favorite the, this yeah. was voted in by them into rotation so very cool and nice poor also, jay a nice little tidbit they, thank you uh apparently night shift 
was never going to brew IPAs, according to this PR person. Wow. Amazing. Hmm. When they were first started. So I'm looking at this can on the side. World Beer Cup 2016 Bronze Award. Now I'm excited. Oh, dang. Yeah. yeah. This okay. Is, I'm this this tastes still a little bit more lightweight than I remember. It's excellent, though, man. Oh, I enjoy this. This is, uh, you know, I forgot until this very second that we are just about to do our music segment. Yes. Right. We are about to do our music segment. I am looking forward to this. This is going to be good. So last week we did the rotation starting with me. This week we will start to the uh, man to my left. That will be Kev. We'll go around the horn that way and we will rotate each episode that way. I and was not prepared for this change. Well, <laughs> now you're ready. Shit. So once again, each of us sent the other an album for the purpose of a review. Four albums in total. Kevin, tell me about why I was listening to Sword this week. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, this is going to be awesome. The Sword. The Sword. The, yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, this is that's a sword. different band. <laughs> so they're from, My bad. They're from like they're from Illinois. Austin, Texas. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah. Um, this foot stomping band. Yes, this band is called The Sword. The album I chose is Warp Riders. Uh, it is one of my top 10 favorite albums. And I've never felt a greater connection between album or, or album cover and actual music before. Tell me about this album cover. By the way, this it's, whole album is uh, based on sci-fi stuff. Yes. It's kind of cool. That's why the, the album cover is like retro future looking spaceship yeah. going it's nerd through an metal. asteroid field. Yeah. Imagine like an Atari, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, label on like a cartridge because it's got that border and everything and, yeah. and the font. It's it's extremely, it, and it's perfect. It, it's fucking perfect. It's space it's a, cowboy. It's a great cover. Yeah. It's space cowboy music. Yeah. It's funny. I was, I was listening to this because I had to listen to it a couple of times to try and, you know, get a good grip on what I was hearing. And I had heard them before, but I've never listened to the whole yeah. album. And I'm imagining like an updated heavy metal movie. Remember the cartoon Heavy Metal? Mm -hmm. uh, I own the VHS. Obviously. That, that's so interesting because even when I heard their old records, I yep. used to have similar thoughts. Yeah. That's, that's super relevant because guess how I first heard this band? Kev, how did you come across this band? On a playlist based off of Don Felder's <laughs> Heavy Metal. Excellent. <laughs> yes. What's the clip we're going to be listening to there, Kev? Uh, we're going to be listening to a clip from the Warp Riders. Here we go. Yep, convertible spaceships, battle axes. Sounds like that. something that should be listened to on vinyl. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yep. I'm yep. a big fan of everything this band did up to and including this album. Just great guitar tone. It's got a solid heavy metal voice. Yeah, it reminds me of that. The guy plays 70s, drums 80s. like John Bonham. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. I mean, they have all the great elements. Of, and I mean, it's funny because they are a heavy metal band, but they swing around like a stoner rock band. I was but they have say, more riffs than any stoner rock band ever in existence. Yes. It's just, it's it's just a little riff bit. after riff. We were just riff. talking about that, weren't we? Yes. Kevin sent me a text saying it's funny how like stoner rock bands all have the same riff. And he's totally, totally right. This band in particular, uh, that song in particular, it kind of reminds me more of a Corrosion of Conformity album. Mm -hmm. 
like that type of stoner rock for sure mm-hmm. except with the uh the singer of life of agony <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know, i mean yeah. it, it fits yep. it fits yeah, you're not wrong you're not wrong at all yeah i mean this band i, I was into them for for a while and uh Every once in a while, they keep going back. They're solid, solid men. Good driving around, rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, really good stuff, especially if you're a gearhead, because, I mean, the guitar tone is spot on. I mean, you can literally hear the amp. It sounds like you're in the room with the amp, and that's yeah. on purpose. That's really what they're Very all garage-y. about. Yeah, I mean, these guys, they if might you look at a- these guys, they look like they work in an office, and this oh, is like their weekend thing. Yeah. If I could, I had one little tiny nitpick. I, I was When I started listening to it, Kev, uh, the first two songs... I think it was the first two songs. They ended on the same cymbal hit. And this is just because, you know, I have a studio. So I, I listened to how things are recorded and they ended with the same cymbal hiss. And then I, for some reason, my head just went into a bad place. Like, ah, oh, pretentious drummer. They have uh, loves they have a cymbal. Have to have the last word. Yeah, have Jay, to have the last this word. Is, this is nothing. Come some of their older albums, way too cymbal heavy. <laughs> this all you can hear is. You can tell that drummer has a lot of influence in how the songs are written. <laughs> that cymbal has got to be at least three feet across. <laughs> Someone tighten his leash, right? <laughs> that's something. And I mean, I played drums for a long time, but that's something that is really amazing to me when you go and see a band like the sword you're like dude he's been playing his fucking ride cymbal the whole time and it sounds like 10 different cymbals right it's wild the techniques yeah, yeah. that some of these guys have sure insane stuff make i got cool. over it really quick because it changed after those two yeah. songs i was like oh what did i get into and then no it, it was fine it was totally cool i can totally get how one of those little little audio things can yep sneak into you yeah it, it, it snuck in for a second but i got over it so i'm good I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. All right. Shall we? Mikey brought us back to our roots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To some pentera uh, and a little uh, vulgar display of power. So, Mikey. I'm thinking for these albums, I'm choosing albums that still make me feel. You know what I mean? I love yeah. it. Albums that bring me back. So, this was 1992. All right. Uh, this album was in a way. We, we had some good metal going on before that sure but this would have been like the year after metallica's black album came out and the metal scene was really generally disappointed and it's kind of shuffling along it, it, the black album was a good album for what it is it's not what we were expecting right but, you know but then 1992 came along and we had a lot of biohazard coming out we yeah. had um what is it countdown to extinction i'm not a megadeth fan but i understand a lot of other people are but we also had the music scene where you know, Dirt just came out. Allison Chains came out. Oh, Soundgarden yeah. was coming out. Everything was Nirvana happening. came out the year before. <laughs> yep. And at the same time, yeah, there was like Sir Mix a Lot and Criss Cross and TLC and shit like that. It was so a very much. interesting. So there time. was like a lot of awful and a lot of great and a lot of classic. But a lot of that great was the grunge scene kind of taking over the metal scene. I was into all of it at this time. Yeah. All of it. Absolutely. All of it. Absolutely. I was only I'm, in like. I'm speaking as someone who was like seven years old at the time. So I, if I'm wrong, dude, I, let me know. <laughs> I literally, I got into music at such a young age because, you know, of uh, Mike and Jay here and, you know, Lisa and stuff like that. You know, I, when I was in middle school, early 90s, like when this album came out, I didn't hear this album until a couple of years later, but like I was into grunge. I, I had like one or two death metal albums. I was into heavy metal, Anthrax, Iron Maiden, all that yeah. stuff. I was into everything. I think I liked grunge the best at the time. And, and I knew. That is weird. I, I kind of knew that I was eventually going to be focusing on heavy music. But at the time when I was a kid, I loved everything. I loved all of it. 
This album for me, it was a very big blend. You know, they, uh, it's funny you mentioned the black album because I think it's one of the last songs on there is it's not a rip off. It resembles a a metallic song off of that. Uh, but nothing else matters essentially. Oh, Uh, hollow. Yeah. Oh, hollow. Correct. Oh yeah. It sounds, it's, it's a fantastic song. The lyrics are a little bit uh, cheesy. I get it. I actually used it for a project in high school, but we won't get into that. But uh, no, it's a good. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it felt like, you know, the Black Island just come on, like, okay, that's their, that's their nothing else matters. I guess when. But I think this love would have been more like Metallic is Unforgiven. Hollow was a straight up uh, ballad. I Uh, thought this love was more of a, a nod to the grunge. And then there's like a bunch of like thrash, like old school thrash in there. And then the metal part like yeah. it it's really well, offers the, a lot the reason i chose this album uh we'll play the clip in a second but the reason yeah. i chose this album is because they had a lot of success with um cowboys from hell all right yeah but there was like which was still kind of 80s hairy the last song on cowboys from hell was domination and i feel like no incorrect what is it, is it domination was the last track on oh, the, a, side. the a side yeah 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 okay Okay. I feel like they got rid of like the high pitched kind of eighties metal and they really brought forth a lot of that nineties power, that nineties metal power. It's the thrash, the mosh. It's interesting because I, I actually think that okay, Cowboys has a little bit of eighties uh type of howls on there, those high pitched howls. Yeah. Um I think overall Cowboys is way more thrashy than Vulgar. I think Vulgar has Jay uh, I thought we should elaborate because Jay, Jay was talking about how many different things are in, how many different kind of genres that he was picking from yeah. that, that are in this album. And I think that's really important because... There's also the Biohazard song. I, uh, yeah, because there's the a rap. huge... There's a, yep. it, you know, the Vulgar was extremely special when it came out. It, it, and, you know, Jay was right. It's got hardcore. It's got some thrash. It's it's in your face. It's got this attitude. This played to a wider all, audience. Hmm? This played to a wider audience than... Than cowboys sure i mean what they did was they they made it street yep. they, they took they really kind of uh it's hard it's hard to put into words i used to yeah. really uh, i still can feel it yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's been so long sure. it's really hard to kind of explain how so important this was and like kind of like the 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 blanket it put on because everybody liked pantera a, yeah. a lot of guys you know now, nowadays metalheads at least the ones i see on facebook they get all fucking butthurt about whether or not to listen if you weren't there I don't really care what you have to say, okay? Because like th- this, this was everything. Everybody liked Pantera, the death metal guys, the grunge <laughs> guys, everybody. They were badass, and and I mean, not to mention Dime. I mean, yeah. w- one of the big reasons any- anybody still talks about Pantera is, I mean, Dime's the fucking man. Yep. Period. Yeah. Um, Dime and Vinny. Yeah. In a lot of instances, I think there are more brutal riffs on Cowboys than there are on Vulgar. Really? Yeah. What song? Dude, uh, Primal Concrete Sledge. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. And then on the B side, there's songs like The Art of Shredding, which I think might be the last song. And there's um, The Sleep. There's a couple other good ones I'm forgetting the name of. But if when you I, when you look at that, Cowboys, the entire album, and, you know, and on the first... I like, dude, I not, like The dude, Sleep. Dude, Heresy? Dude, Heresy. I think Heresy and Domination, that's two of probably their heaviest songs ever, without even talking about Far Beyond Driven, just those two albums. Okay. You know, I love Vulgar, don't get me wrong, but I think I, because I've been thinking about it a lot since you sent it to us and I listened to Vulgar. Like, I hate Mouthful War. I hate Walk. I love the rest of the album. 
that's the other thing. I didn't choose this because every song was awesome. In fact, a lot of times when I go back and listen to any Pantera, some of it feels a little bit cheesy to me. Oh, sometimes. oh, wicked! Yeah, that, yeah that's the thing know, about this dude. Like for for me, yeah, for for me personally, it's sad to say, but Vulgar didn't age very well. I no. I still I, I, I still love still, Cowboys though. I think it's still the sound engineering on it is still great. It's it's, it's great. Like, is it's great. Like, it's very great. dated. It's tight and clean <laughs> and just sounds yeah. amazing. It's it's. I think it it's a perfect time capsule. Yeah. You like oh, it, no like it, it was saying, yeah. "Hey, this is." It brings me back yeah. for sure. And once again, like the Those other things harmonies? that we were listening to at this time, because I mean, like Black Rose was huge in '92. Sure. Blind Melon, yeah. Yeah. like shit like that. Like yeah. there was a whole bunch of. You know how many death metal guys I know who listen to Blind Melon? I'm not. Blind Melon's awesome. With you. I know they are. Absolutely, they're good. I'm just hanging on for this conversation. I was a little kid at this time. Let's listen to the clip. <laughs> Grown-ups are talking. Cut. What what song are we doing, Mikey? <laughs> We're doing "By Demons Be Driven." Here we go. Dude, Withers and dies. Nice so, clip. That, that just, I mean, we listen to this album once a year. Once a year, I, I don't know about you, but it, it's once a year for us. And, but and in 1992, it was three times a day. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Yeah, for sure. Unpopular opinion on this album: Regular People has one of my favorite Pantera riffs. That is not and an I, unpopular. I never opinion. hear anyone mo- talk mo- about that song. No, most ever. people. Most people who love this record usually say the lyric from "Regular People." You know, most regular people would know. Don't fuck with this, whatever. I, I just listened and, to the the, the guitar the, intro. And then the other song that's either before, right before or right after it. Anyone remember? There's regular people. And what's the one right before? Anyway, I'll have to look it up. Anyway, so there's two songs <laughs> on the B side that are like kind of similar. Anyways, good album. Really, really yeah. good album. It definitely reminds me of how things felt back then and how I felt listening to it and how some of the vocal harmonies like made me feel the world felt so much smaller back then yeah. and like for it some did. reason you felt connected more connected to these yeah. artists when they made something that you know really spoke to you and this band absolutely spoke to me for a huge portion of my life I don't listen to them every day now but I definitely appreciate uh Pantera and uh having them uh basically motivate me to be a raging maniac <laughs> in my younger years uh thanks for teaching us how to party to those uh account, tapes how many shit. pantera shows we've been to yeah. <laughs> those VH strangely VH enough my favorite pantera show was the one where we saw them with anthrax oh yeah phil, the, phil was, was like so trashed or something. i think so yeah and phil was so trashed he passed out on stage the singer from anal cunt had to come out and do his whole set for him and he sounded better than phil <laughs> <laughs> i remember that and then anthrax came on and I, I i've seen anthrax before but never like that oh my god it was yeah. absolutely brutal they needed to up their game that was one of my that, that was one of my favorite shows that was a really good one yeah. i danced all night yeah. long there was no escaping you didn't have a choice yeah i was right in there man yep all right let's uh blast forward to Brew's album <laughs> Mm. hold on i'm actually so what just real quick give it to us this album here i had never heard before that was Uh, clear it's from a band that i only recently became familiar with and when i started i i kind of kept going back and forth with it anyways it's a really obscure norwegian band and it's 
it's it's black metal and whatever. Anyways, I'm really interested in what you guys think. So I'm just going to kind of, okay. I, I want to hear some stuff from you guys before I. You're uh, going to hear some stuff. Shall we listen to the clip first uh, or no, our impressions no, first? No, yeah, let's, let's, let's All right. set it up. It was difficult for me to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, this is not surprising. I'm right. kind of expecting the three of you to kind of say the same thing. Okay. It felt pretty flat. I was, you know, um, this was my face for the album. Okay. Yep. He's making a sad face. No one can see your face, Kev. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're but I tried. He thinks it's the real. beard. No, it, these aren't cameras. These are microphones. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, though, Baru. I'm like, all right, I'm, I really, really tried to uh, put myself into this. Mm-hmm. And the guitar work was actually really legit it has its moments yeah yeah it it, uh, it definitely does the the vocals were i found they they kind of went everywhere but not in a way that was pleasant mostly i i, I don't know how to yeah i thought the vocals were uh, really theatrical and the hypocrisy doesn't escape me on that statement because all music is theatrical to a point it was just this was black metal a little bit unrelatable unrelatable for for me personally because i i can't think of any black metal that i've really fallen in love with mm-hmm. it's it's a good listen i had a good time listening to it i i listened to it like two and a half times and i fast forwarded and tried this song i i had this mentality too where i'm still in the wake of that incredible album you linked us for the last show that's literally where all I'm, i've been listening i'm to. still like driving and like pumping my fist out the window <laughs> so yeah i get it i'm not surprised at all by your reactions this is one that's definitely not for everybody and i think in the future i'll try to pick stuff uh, i don't know i th- this was very spontaneous and uh i should have put more thought into it but we did a show last week and now it's a week later and we're doing another one so that was pretty quick for us uh my take is i don't love it but i appreciate the fuck out of it so oh, yeah Same. Th- this th- sure. this type of stuff i mean you guys know i'm a huge black metal fan it's not lacking for quality well, just, it kind of is. Did we say the name of the band? I'm, I'm it's sorry. In De- this is Endesma. I'm sorry. We're talking about a band called Endesma. Yes. I really <laughs> hope we mentioned that in the beginning of this uh, segment. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Endesma, The Archer, Fjord, and The Thunder, their new album. Cool name. Yep. It's on Dark Essence Records. Uh, great label. So the reason I said I don't love it, but I appreciate the fuck out of it, is I'm very familiar with the riffing style that they use on this album, and, and I love it, and I appreciate a lot of the timing that they use for chord changes and things during blast beats. Uh, most of the album is blast beats. Uh, that's one of the things I don't love about it. While I do love blast beats, there's not enough memorable moments here or even powerful changes. It's it's very one-dimensional, drawn out. But the thing is, Black Metal tries to do funny things like that to you where, they'll, where you have to try to find some comfort while you're uncomfortable, you know, or find beauty in something that's very ugly. And I think it's uh, actually best illustrated in this little clip that we have. The ending riff of a song has a very cool title. The name of the night is a strong tower. That's the clip we'll check out right here. Yeah, I was gonna say that was the least depressing 15 seconds on this album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an assault on your senses. Typically, when I listen to something that's trying to be this overwhelming, I like it to be a little more technical and, frankly, a little bit more death metal. You know, it's definitely walking the line of, like, what is it? It's it's a modern black metal record, so it's got a more modern production. I mean, it sounds great, but it's it's 
it's swarming and it's thick like death metal. And then, he, but he's got these vocals that are like old school dark throne uh, most of the time, and uh, which is great. It's distinct, you know, it's not for everybody. So anyways, five was like a perfect score. I'd probably give this like a, like a two and a half, three. Two and a half crushed beer cans out of five. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say it because I feel like yeah. Endesma put on a solid effort and these guys have been trying for a long time. This is their third or fourth album. Listen, we don't have to put on albums we love. We have to put on albums we can talk about. There we go. And that, that's perfect. Listen, this is what I'm doing right now. I love. I love talking about it. Right on. Anyway, so it's a it's a mediocre album. There's there's plenty of things to like on it. If you like black metal, definitely check it out. There's much better black metal out there though, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we got Jay. I have got something for you guys that I yeah, know you. I'm, I'm curious enjoyed. which clip you put you picked. Oh, I picked one that you are totally not going to expect. So nah. I chose the 1999 album for Violent Femmes, uh, Viva Wisconsin. One of my favorite uh, CDs to put into my 1982 Oldsmobile Cutlass and drive around. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was such a nice car. It, it was. And, Shame uh, somebody had to go and ruin it. <laughs> okay. Now, <laughs> did you ever find that asshole? <laughs> What they're referring to <laughs> is that somebody here drove my 1982 Olds. It was me. It was Peru. The reason in, you're going from black metal to violent femmes, the reason second, I broke your car. Is in second gear. He drove it in second gear from Natick to Methuen Mass. That's what they think I did. But the thing Allegedly. Also, yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Like, a, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, no, th th this album, I, I can't tell you why I picked this album. I, I've always loved this album, just like when it when I decide to put it on. So you remember back in the day when you're driving around, you remember CD books? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would just be flipping through there and be like, ah, Wisconsin. Where yep. put that? There's so many sing-alongable songs. That's, you remember the CD sleeves that you would put on the Above uh, visor? The, yes. Yep. And then this happened to me once. You take a right turn too much and they fly out the window no, like frisbees that happened to me <laughs> this was this is one of my uh my pleasure albums for sure really oh for sure i actually remember the day i first heard it i was at an old apartment and it was oh like, you weren't driving my car okay no i don't <laughs> no, no. You, you know what back then you might have shown it to me i might have hated it but, but 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 one day uh it's like one, me with the cure yeah yeah i didn't like the cure back then now i love them i love them I don't uh, have to care now. Now I and, and anyways, it was at my old apartment. It was like a awesome day out, and I was going through some CDs on the floor, and I found this. I was like, let's try it. And I got, I just got into it. I just it just pulled me right in. I'm like, this is so much fun. That's awesome. I not like this? and I, and I still listen to it to this day. I love I love I, I, love I thought this album. for sure that Mikey would love this just because <clears throat> of the bass in this yeah. is so yeah. forward. Yeah. There's so much acoustic. It's funny you say that slapping bass. I this have never liked Violent Femmes. Really? I like American music. Oh, my God. And I like the, al the song. That's they the put. one I skip. I figured. Like, I figured. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not something I would intentionally put in. I don't hate them. Yeah, yeah. You know, when they're on, they're on. It's great. If they come on and uh, like one of my Pandora mixes or yeah, something, yeah. it's fine. Uh, the one song I love by them, uh, I don't remember the name of it, so it was on the Crow soundtrack. Yes. Love yes, I that, that song. Yeah. I have nothing against them. It's just it wasn't it your just, thing. It the just exists peripherally. Listening to this concert, yeah. yeah, 
listening to this this album, it, it felt like that concert would have paired really well with Primus. Oh my God! Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, that would have been absolutely blast. hell yeah. 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 So check out my clip. Dahmer's dead. Dahmer's dead. And that was a uh, one minute and change song about Jeffrey Dahmer that they just kind of made up on the spot from the sound of it. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I, I like the sing along quality. Like you were saying, like that's my favorite part about Vinyl Femmes is like, it's just like everyone's going to sing really badly. Right, you know, it's kind of like a sweet Caroline right. moment where it doesn't matter if you can sing or it doesn't. Just, but anyway, yeah, Violent Femmes, uh, Viva Wisconsin. I love the album. Mikey doesn't love it. But, Sorry, I don't love it. Well, I wanted it. to love it. I the did good, listen to it. I liked good, it. The good weather's coming. Cue it up. It's a good album. Yep. Seriously, I, I I cranked it up for American music. Well, yeah, all right, yeah, that's for all y'all. You know what? You know what's in funny your, too. In your '90s memories, I vivid '90s memories. I enjoy this entire album. Yep, there yeah. isn't really a bad song on all it. twenty-one songs. Jay, it's sorry, awesome. I will not do that again. I twenty-one no, songs. Do it. Look, do it. I, I at least appreciate that. So, first off, are you sticking with a live album theme? No, you're, you're two for two right now. I am, and I will change it up next one. I promise. I have you don't no have idea to. what I'm going to do next, but I'm glad I got I have to. an idea what I'm going to do. I'm glad I got to show you guys a couple black metal albums and you loved one and then we got to dissect another one. Absolutely. That was very satisfying to me. Yeah. I can't wait to listen to Abba Caruno on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, I like nice. the theme of your live albums, though, where it's they're not the albums where you have like a five-minute speech from the singer between every song. Correct. Like uh, Mr. Hetfield. Yeah, no. Between no, no every speeches. song. No speeches. <laughs> I encourage all of you to check out Night Shift Brewing at nightshiftbrewing.com. Solid. Very solid. Super solid. Night Shift is available in stores in Mass, New Hampshire, Maine, Connecticut, New York, and Pennsylvania. And their tap room in Everett, Mass is open Thursday through Sunday. If you enjoyed this episode of Draft Bastards, we would certainly appreciate it if you subscribed. You can visit us at draftbastards.podbean.com and on Facebook and Instagram at draftbastards, all one word. Drop us a like and say hey. And as always, please support your local brewery. Also, what do you think of the new format? Are we doing the right thing? I feel like it feels good. Please let us know. We don't run out of stuff to talk about. <laughs>